0: You're listening to Carmen and Yurko live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio on WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brands radio station.
1: Hey, the sun is peeking through the clouds outside of the Old National Bank State Street Studios. Let's enjoy it. We've got snow coming this week. Yurko's back. Nice to see you, kid. It's a pleasure to be seen. How was the sun in Florida? Oh, it was nice. It was 80-plus both oh. days. It was humid.
0: It's unseasonably warm down there. They oh, actually yeah. quite enjoyed it down there. Yeah? Yeah. Sounds nice. Yeah. unseasonably warm. Yeah, unseasonably warm 82. is what it was. Hey, listen, go on a little bit of a trip. You'll be fine. I'm jealous. Yeah? Golf Shoot on fun. down. Golf is but, like, in Orlando, there had been a cold front a cold front all the way to Orlando. Yeah. And it was, like, 58, 62 in oh, Orlando. i take that, too, but yeah. that's not 80. You're right. No, that's not 80. You can yeah. enjoy the pool
1: when it's 80. Uh, yes, you can. You can't enjoy the pool when it's 62. Uh, sort of everything's in play when it's 80. You're right. Yeah. The, the, it's, yeah. You've got the whole wide array. Everything was in play. Outdoor but, yeah. activities.
0: I know this. I went down there, and my golf bag weighed 41 pounds pounds when I had to weigh it in for Southwest. 41 pounds pounds. Okay. When I came home, it was 36 pounds pounds. Is that because
1: you broke club. You lost five,
0: uh, five pounds worth of golf balls. I don't know how many golf balls that is, <laughs> a lot of but golf somebody can tell me. The 105. Somebody do the math. 105. 94 is what I ended up shooting. So the first day, there were a lot of golf balls being sacked. Well, you know, we don't get to swing as much this time. You're 94. You carded it 94. It's pretty yeah. good. 47. 47. What a 10. Take it. What a 10 on the 18th hole. Oh, that's a brutal yeah, way to finish. Yeah, it's a brutal way to <laughs> finish. 10.
1: What happened? was trending sub 90. Oh, my God. Not well, sub still, 90 I'll no take more. The 94 this time of year. Nicely done. Welcome back. It's Carmen and York. We got uh, a lot to discuss today, a lot of football to talk about with everybody from the weekend. Uh, as we roll into Championship Sunday, I really do think we've got the four best teams left. We're going to debate and discuss that a little bit. We'll talk quarterbacks and quarterbacking and play calling and clock management and uh, a- apparently Mike McCarthy's job being safe in Dallas Uh, maybe to the dismay of Cowboy fans there's really a lot to talk about from the weekend I want to make note real quick uh, it was a huge topic of conversation uh, not just on social media but as I was out and about a little bit before the game started kids basketball and that and whatnot running back and forth Everybody in Chicago talking about the passing of Lynn Bramer. Uh, I I will not sit here and pretend that I had a personal relationship with Lynn. I think I met him three or four times over the years. And while he always did seem very affable and and he was friendly, my encounters with him were brief but were pleasant and cordial. Uh, He was an exceptional disc jockey. And for a long time, especially through the late 90s and into the aughts, uh, and I listened to a lot of XRT and a lot of alternative music, and Lynn was an exceptional exceptional disc jockey. He had a fount of knowledge when it came to uh, music, obviously. he really was a big, passionate, diehard sports fan. Um, so rest in peace, Lynn Bramer. Uh, I guess he was on the air Friday like i didn't even know that, and I knew he I knew that he was sick. But Lynn was working on Friday, and he passed over the weekend. I was a little stunned to see that uh, news yesterday morning. So I just wanted to acknowledge that and say that. Chicago radio, uh, Chicago media, certainly lost a legend yesterday, 68, after a battle with cancer. So rest in peace, Lynn Bramer. Well said. uh, Without acknowledging that. So um, the games from the weekend, my friend. uh, I thought, again, the action was pretty good and compelling. There was a lot of head-scratching stuff. I mean, to watch Kyle Shanahan, you know, you sort of expect Mike McCarthy to botch things at the end of a game, at the end of halves. Uh, We've been watching that since he was in Green Bay. Uh, I think the players often are are very representative of the head coach, too, and we saw a lot of that in the game yesterday. I was a little bit surprised to see how sloppy San Francisco was and how much Kyle Shanahan was trying to screw up the clock. Uh, You saw Elijah Mitchell pull a Marion Barber. That was an instant... uh, (laughs) It was happening instantly on social media on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. The Bears fans, uh oh, he pulled the Marion Barber. It's, you know, what are you doing, Elijah Mitchell? Uh, you give yourself up at when you have the first down, right, the game is right. over. You fall. Additional yardage inbounds. is not necessary. Right. You fall in bounds. In bounds. It was stunning, York, to see how much the Niners even tried to screw that up. Uh, but all in all, I thought the football was still good. Maybe the games weren't as competitive as we would have liked. But I thought the football from
0: a lot of guys was really good. I was down there. there There's a ton of Eagles Giants fans down at the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Casino where where we were at. Mm -hmm. Ton of it. A lot of despondent. More Giants Giants or Eagles? More Giants than Eagles. More Giants. But everybody was well represented. Mm -hmm. Um, They had the big TVs uh, in the one room with the one bar with like uh, 12 gambling tables in there. Mm. And they had it roped off because it was jam packed. You couldn't get any more people in there. Halftime, the, the fans were just kind of milling about. The Giants fans, they were sad, they were you downtrodden, knew, right? Like, yeah. didn't you kind of know it? Fourteen 0 one thing? game. <laughs> That's your one game that was kind of uh, yeah. okay. It's not really a game. I agree. Uh, Giants and the Jaguars are like the teams that kind of surprised a little bit. Uh, The Jaguars made a better effort of it against Kansas City than the Giants made of it against the Eagles. Yeah. But the the, the right team won in both of those games. Philadelphia Eagles pounded the New York Giants. They eliminated them. They got question, eliminated them. They've got question marks as they go into the offseason. Was our season, you know, as decent as it was? Or wasn't it how much more improvement we can make and where can we make it? Is our quarterback the answer? Isn't our quarterback the answer? They've got a lot of question marks going on. The Jaguars, on the other hand, I think the Jaguars are in better shape moving forward uh, than the New York Giants are. Well, you know why? Because just, their division is going south for the winner, and um, it's very winnable, and it's easy to win. Well, okay. And they've got a number one stud
1: quarterback. They've got a quarterback that's yeah. young that's going to be a stud. And while Daniel Jones is a nice story, nobody will confuse Daniel Jones and Trevor Lawrence at this point. Nobody. That's the difference. Yes. I agree with you. Trevor Lawrence looks like... He's going to be a stud, and he's like, we always talk about Burrow being everything you want, that, that number one pick. I mean, th- th- that's, what, Car- that's what it looks like with Trevor
0: Lawrence right now. My guy, Carmen, the accountant, okay, usually will come up numbers to support this, and I'm sure this is going to happen later on this week when we dissect these games and start going into the next games. We had talked about three teams in the AFC and the NFC that were legitimate guys to get to the AFC-NFC championships, and it was everybody that had high... Point differentials. Yes. You looked at it kind of easy way, a cheater's way to take a look at it and say, hey, these are your three best teams. The Minnesota Vikings didn't have a great point differential.
1: No, they did not. We
0: knew it. They won a lot of games, a lot of one score games. You knew they were ripe for the picking. You know, my apologies to go out to Vikings, Scott, but you knew they were ripe, ripe for the picking. You had three teams and three teams. Of those three teams on each side of the AFC, NFC, two of those three have made it. You're correct. And that's what you come to expect.
1: Yurko's right. So the NFC title game features the Eagles and the 49ers. The 49ers had the best scoring differential in the NFC this year at a plus 173. Guess who had the second best? The The Eagles. Eagles At plus 133. The Chiefs and the Bengals have made the title game in the AFC. Now, Buffalo was number Number one one, at a plus 169. But I don't think anybody that watched Buffalo in the last month will say that that team was clicking or hitting or firing, let's put it that way, on all cylinders. No, I, I don't think anybody objectively could look at the last month and say that. Okay, so who are teams two and three in scoring differential in the regular season? In the AFC, it will surprise no one to find out that those two teams are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. I really do think we have the four best teams. Buffalo, I we talked about this a little bit last week. I I just and it's why I, I looked at that point spread and I was like, I just don't know how you can get yourself to laying five and a half, six, five and a half, five. Those are dead zones anyway. But even when it got to six, I'm like, I don't know how you can lay six points with the way the Bills have played. And not only did they fail to cover, they lost outright. Um I felt like they played the best football early in the season. I'm, I totally, I totally they were six agree with one.
0: You. They were a better team in September and October than they were in November, yeah. December. And what. And they went on a nine-game winning streak. They did. But, but it was a nine-game winning
1: streak. Ugh. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. I totally agree with you. They did not play their best football late. They obviously missed Von Miller. Yeah. And if you look Absolutely. at the rate statistics alone and some of the pressure metrics, I mean, they fell off a cliff. In terms of rushing the passer. And, and that exposes the, everyone. It totally does. It
0: exposes everyone when that happens. When you get a key guy that's putting pressure on the quarterback, it means you got to cover a little bit longer. It means you might want to gamble a little bit. It means you want to take risks um, because you want to try to make a play yeah. as opposed to being able to make plays to read and react because you know pressure is going to be there on the quarterback. Yeah.
1: No, I think you're right. Uh, the other thing that stands out are the high point totals from the winning teams. I mean, I, it... I don't think it's surprising. We talk about it all the time. You need offense to truly win and to truly be consistent and to be a threat every year in this league. It's nice to have both. Don't get me wrong. It is. If you can be like San Fran, pair a great, uh, efficient offense with a great defense, that's wonderful. Um, but uh, this notion that defense wins championships, we've told you for a, a quite some time yeah. now. That's just not the case anymore. The game's change too much. The rules, everything else. The average number of points scored by the winning teams so far through the 10 games in the playoffs here is 30.3 points per game. you got to score to win in this league. You really do. And I think the teams that look the most dangerous are the teams that have exceptional quarterback play and a lot of offensive weaponry. And that's what we've seen on display. And I didn't
0: expect this out of Cincinnati this year. I thought we are going to have a little bit of a fall-off. No fall-off at all for Cincinnati. He's a stud, isn't he? Yeah. I I tweeted. Yeah, um, Joe Burrow's a stud. I'm glad to have him on my fantasy team.
1: You should be like I, 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 I. didn't tweet this. I texted this to our our station uh, text yesterday. We were having a discussion about this a little bit. I mean, you know, everybody knows my my love for for Justin Herbert, but like you can't say that there's anybody outside of Patrick Mahomes that you want as your starting quarterback more than Joe Burrow right now, can you? I don't, I don't think there's a player in the league. Is there? You're, well, you, I mean, I
0: think, think you'd, you'd want think more.
1: You want him more than Herbert? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like as much as I, I love want him Herbert, more than Dak.
0: I, Oh, yeah. Please. I mean. Well, I'm going around the league. I'm just saying that that's, I want him more than, than than a lot of guys that are out there. Aaron Rodgers. More than two. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts has been pretty good. Jalen's been very good. Jalen's been pretty good. So I'm, I'm, I'll, if if I want to say, okay, I'll take Joe, But I'm only going to take Joe a little bit more than Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to take him a lot. It would be Joe, then Jalen, and then everybody starts to fall by the wayside. With Mahomes being number Mahomes one, of course. Mahomes is one.
1: I think Burroughs, too. I mean, he, he is so... Confidence is so good, even, right?
0: Even Brady and Rogers, age is important sure. in what the conversation we're having right now. Sure it is. The conversation we're having, age is important. So yes, I wouldn't want Brady
1: or I wouldn't want Rogers in this situation. I don't know how you can say you'd want anybody other than Joe Burrow outside of you know Mahomes being the number one quarterback that you'd want. On your team, I just think he's elevated that franchise. I think he's that good. He's 5-1 and one in the playoffs now. I'll give you some numbers in a little bit that I'll, you'll go, oh, my God. I'll throw a few different things at you and you're just going to go, whoa. He's, he, just, just watch him. Not only is he immensely talented, we know that. He does all the things that, you know, Yurko and Waddle always tell you about. What do you want to see the quarterback do? Does the quarterback know where to go with the football? Does the quarterback process quickly? Does the, does, that's what he does. He sees it all, Yerk. I mean, like, you can watch him in those conditions yesterday. He's just, he's calm, he's confident, he knows what he's looking at, he knows where the ball should go. They kept throttling up, too. They got the ball at the end of the half, and they're like, no, we're going to go. We're going to try, actually, right now. Let's see what we can do. In those conditions, they weren't afraid to do it. We're going to make
0: the effort. uh, He is... And Remarkably I, good. Right. And you talk about the three-quarter X in jail and Jalen hurts a little bit under. Uh, uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy didn't play his best game. No, he did not. And with the defense they have, they, they got away with it. They got away with it. San Francisco 49ers got away with playing Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy not being exceptional, not being great. I wonder if the situation catches up with them. Right. In Philadelphia. Right. In, in Philadelphia, I wonder if it catches up to them. At home, you've got the crowd behind you. You know, it's tie game. But because your your crowd's going to carry you through, that's what ends up happening ultimately with you guys. It's not going to happen in Philadelphia. Mm-mm. The Eagles fans are not selling their tickets to the San Francisco Forty Nineer fans. Mm-mm. Nobody from Santa Clara is going out there and getting themselves a block of tickets to sit in the middle of anywhere.
1: That ain't happening.
0: No, the Philadelphia Eagle fans are going to have it. Okay, and if you wear your stuff too proudly out there, you know you wear the the red and the gold. Be careful. Too proudly out there, you're going to have a
1: problem. Uh, Yurko knows uh, all about the disrespect angle. I mean, he talks about that Jags Denver game all the time. We were just talking about it last week because Romo brought it up on one of the telecasts a couple weeks ago. Uh, was that in play again this past weekend? We'll play something from Joe Burrow post game after the win in Orchard Park yesterday. When we come back, we'll talk lots of football here. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Do you think uh, this is the best case scenario? Are the four best teams remaining in the final four standing? In this NFL season, if you want to talk about quarterback play and where Burroughs elevated himself, feel free to join the conversation. We got a lot to react to from the weekend, a lot of different football stuff. The good kids back. It's Carmen and Yurko, and we'll be right back.
0: Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000.
1: Snap and a first down as Burrow steps up and throws it complete to Tyler Boyd, and just like that, Cincinnati finds its side on the other side of the fifty. Second and three. Burrow
2: facing pressure goes over the top, wide open. His chase and he splits the defenders for the touchdown. Third and seven to the end zone. Open, wide open. Hurst hauls it in for another
1: Cincinnati touchdown. Nance yesterday, Romo on CBS. I mean, Joe Burrow and the Bengals made it look easy, Yerk. Uh, they really did, and I know it's not easy. They just made it look that way, and he's got a tendency to do that. He's He has elevated himself to being in the conversation, uh, we think, in you know number two, number three. Maybe if you want to split hairs a little bit after Patrick Mahomes, where he is two or three, I don't know how you could go any farther down the list past number three before you get to Joe Burrow. There's just no way, no how. He's now 5-1 and one in his young postseason career, second straight year in the AFC title game. He's 3-0 and o against Mahomes and Reed and the Chiefs, too. Let's remember that. Maybe that comes to an end in Arrowhead this weekend. Uh sure would be nice if Patrick Mahomes' his ankle were healthier. That's something we have to get into. We haven't really talked about it much yet. But I believe they had 10 first downs in the first 15 minutes yesterday on the road in Buffalo in this note. 10. 10. They had 10 first downs in the first – I, just all game, they just chunk after chunk. I thought they were creative and not even creative, but just smart. And, you know, with the makeshift offensive line, the way they balanced their, their, their run pass stuff, York, the way they did kind of get the ball out quick um, at a lot of, in, in a lot of instances, knowing that their pass rush might not hold up quite as well. Uh, and then they let, them, they let them road grade a little. You know, that's yeah. always easier. Yeah. You've
0: got backups in there. Let them go road grade a little bit. Putting, it, footing, obviously, an issue out there, no matter what you try to put on sometimes, if you got to play with balance out there. They just—they picked up
1: chunk after chunk on yeah. offense. It was really incredible. Watch. This was Burrow then after the game with Tracy Wolves.
2: Yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game. Not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds.
1: <laughs> we talked about this Friday, York, You were gone. The league... In a 24-hour span, they offered up tickets to the season ticket holders for the game in Atlanta. Uh, we gave you credit again Friday for breaking that story. They sold 50,000 tickets uh, like within a 20-hour tw- period. Right. I think. and I could, and I, and it didn't for whatever reason on Friday, like it didn't register or resonate really with me. But when I. Saw that yesterday after the game. It always makes me think of what you talk about the time you guys went to Denver. And we were just reliving that because Romo was talking about it a couple weeks ago. But, like... You know, how sort of disrespected you guys felt. Like really, you're putting the scaffolding up for next week. You've already got the Broncos winning the game. They're like are already
0: building it. Like really? And you And the peacock up there. I like, mean <laughs> what's that for? You talk about it all I the go, time. Why isn't that done today? You know? <laughs> yeah, Shouldn't that right. be done for today? Oh no, they're building it for next week. I go, it, whoa. It really does sometimes. And it's nothing like, to do
1: with Denver. It's got to do with the NFL basically right. We're sliding us. Well, right. Like yeah. it's got it's not Buffalo that's doing it. The league right coming out saying, okay, just let's yeah. get ready for next week in Atlanta, and here you go. And it does seem like players sometimes really use that for fuel. Woody, and it seems like Joe Burrow loves using that yeah, stuff. You're, it was Woody Page
0: that wrote the article in the Denver Morning Paper, whatever the hell it is, Denver Post, whatever. Denver Morning, Denver, yeah, Denver Post, Denver Fish Wrap, whatever they want to call it, Today it there, all Today right? Today it's a fish wrap. It was him. Well, The team's got nothing to do with Woody Page. Woody, Woody Page talking about they should get a second bye. They shouldn't even have to play. What does Denver have to do with Woody Page except for the fact that he's the sports writer in town? And Woody Page and his old curmudgeon keister gets on the TV and goes, "Ah, I didn't provide anything for them, but they should already be prepared to play. It's not, but what it is is a wake-up call. It's like the smelling salts to the nose. right? That's what it is. And you don't give a team that's coming in a reason to say, oh, you mother blanker. Mm-hmm. And that's, in essence, what he ended up doing. We still got punched in the mouth. We went down 12 nothing in that game. They still punched us in the mouth, no. but we responded. Yeah. You got punched, you got back up, and you responded. And then we responded and continued to respond. So yeah, don't give a team any
1: motivation. Burrow seems to love it, um, and I think he, you know, he seems to be the kind of guy. We are, we use the the new term now is uh, they're all taking receipts, but I It works for Joe Burrow, I guess. A lot works for him though. Cincinnati has now won ten straight. Listen to some of these numbers, Eric. This has got a gambling slant to it, but just listen to some of this. All right, mm-hmm. I'm listening. Uh, ten game winning streak. Eight one and one against the spread in those ten games. Cincinnati's now an NFL best twenty seven and twelve against the spread since the start of last season. And when they're a dog, you want to know what they are since the start of last year? when they what get twelve and three against the number. Joe Burrow is thirty two and sixteen against the spread in his NFL career. Like these are blow your top sorts of yeah. numbers 32 and 16 against the spread 32 and 16 66.67 percent there car he's five and one of the postseason now eight touchdowns two interceptions and 98.4 quarterback rating and again he's beaten Patrick Mahomes three straight times he's three and oh against Mahomes we'll get into some of Mahomes's mind-boggling well obviously the play but... then at Cincinnati what you're telling me Yeah, the problem is you're going to get real close in this game to picking the winner. I mean, you're sitting at one and a half now, could go down to one, could go to right? Yeah, since he is the opened up at about a three-point underdog, and those got gobbled up quickly Quickly. with the Mahomes injury. Talk about that high ankle sprain. I mean, he visibly looked uncomfortable, and in a lot of pain, he gritted through it. I was a little surprised they kept him in there in the second half, but maybe they didn't want to take any chances because Jacksonville was hanging around, and I think they knew Jacksonville. It was, uh, you know, potentially a little bit of a live dog there, and they were just like, "We got to, even if he's 70%, percent we got to ride with Mahomes. I don't even think it was 70%. Can he even get to 70% the way he looked on Sunday, on Saturday? They've got the extra day, which benefits them, I guess, but how does he manage that this week, and what's that going to look well, like? The ankle springs are devastating, aren't they? We, we all say
0: that uh, it's going to feel much worse today. It'll feel worse tomorrow.
1: Right, the second day. Well, today's yeah. probably the worst, don't you think? They no. played Saturday. No. no you oh, think? Saturday, yes, today. Right, they, today's the they worst They played day.
0: Saturday. Today's going to feel the worst. That's what I would think. After today, you're hoping it gets a little bit better as
1: long as there's no major issue in there. And there's not. They did an MRI. They said it is just a high ankle sprain. Okay. That's it.
0: And high ankle sprains take longer to heal than the, the ones that would happen to say the, I think it's a transverse ligament in, in your ankle, actually in the medial ankle. Um ankle. If you injured that one, you'd be able to come back a little bit quicker, I believe. mm so the high ankle sprain is the one that takes a little bit of longer time. It's going to depend upon his pain threshold. But do you want him hopping around on one leg like he had back there?
1: Can he play that the whole game against the Bengals defense the way he did Saturday? I don't know. Now, I don't want uh, – selfishly, I, I'd like him to be somewhat healthy. I just don't know how it's going to be possible in a week's time because Burrow-Mahomes is an awesome matchup. And it's a rematch. It, it's Bur- Mahomes Burrow-Henny doesn't do it for you. It does not. It doesn't – Get unfortunately, pumped up? Unfortunately, Yurko, it does not. And the one blemish on Mahomes' otherwise incredible home playoff record. He did lose a game his first year as a starter, too, but he never even touched the ball in overtime. Remember, that's when they lost the coin toss and they lost to Brady and the Pats in overtime. P- Pats won the toss and they scored a touchdown. I don't know what happened in the second half last year. I'll never understand it. And I'd love to see a healthy Mahomes to see that rematch. To see this is the future of the league right now. It's Mahomes and Burrow. Yeah, future of the AFC. It's the future of the league. Like I'd love to see it. No, Maho, uh, Burrow, Henny doesn't do it for me. And Patrick Mahomes limping around like he did in the Super Bowl a couple years ago when he was hurt behind a banged up offensive line. That didn't do it for me either. So it's a little bit of a bummer. But hey, that's football. It's a tough sport, and stuff like this happens. The minute you saw it on Saturday, you're like, it changes the entire complexion, the entire, entire dynamic of the rest of the playoffs. And I don't care how tough you are. I just,
0: I thought it was going to change the dynamic of, of that of individual that game. game. I thought they were going to be able to get after them a little bit more. But when Chad Henney takes the ball at the two yard line, drives them 98 yards, and gets a touchdown. That
1: was impressive. It's nice to have Travis Kelsey, isn't it, Yerk? Yeah. Oh, of course nice it, it is. Yeah. Kelsey. 14 catches for under 100 yards. You know that? I know. It's crazy. Couple touchdowns. Well, and just think about on that drive. What did he have? Like three or four on that drive alone that you were talking about. There were just key key catches. Key catches.
0: And I guess for Jacksonville, you got to get into the playoffs. It's the same for any team that gets in there. Has been in there a long time with maybe a young quarterback in there. You got to get into the playoffs. Kind of experience it. Mm -hmm. You got to experience. Got to see what it's all about. Now you know. Now that whole team has got a better feeling of it. Hopefully, in the off season, every guy in the Jacksonville Jaguars doesn't want to leave and doesn't like the coach anymore. Because that's what happened last time. They went to the uh, NFC Championship game against New England. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey wasn't a happy camper. He was mad at Coughlin. The pass rushers on the edges didn't like Coughlin. It was a problem. It was just a problem. Again, you know the biggest
1: problem, right? Blake Bortles was the biggest problem. Yeah. Well, you don't have the quarterback. (laughs) That's going to be a problem. Things are better for them, dude. They've got Doug Peterson, they've got Trevor Lawrence. I can't help but watch these games sometimes. And I know it wasn't a good look for the Giants yesterday, but that team far exceeded expectation. I, I can't help but think I wish Doug Peterson or Brian Dable were the Bears head coach. I can't help but think. it. Sorry, Matt Eberflus. I, well, I he's just, a defensive I can't coach. Help but he's think
0: not that. an offensive guru. Yeah, weren't able to see anything that Luke Getsy could probably do for you. He had to turn a quarterback that didn't run in college into a running quarterback in the league because you recognize what you have and what you don't have. So if you go back to the drawing board and you say, okay, what can I do to get this offense to score some points? Oh, maybe this is what I could do. So he took what he had and made what made the best the best, best thing he could make, he made out of it. Now you got to go about the business of rebuilding this thing in the offseason.
1: You see, Getze is going to uh, coach one of the teams in the Senior Bowl, too. Oh, uh, is a he? Few, yeah, a few of the guys from the is. Getze is, yes. Luke Getze is going to coach one of the two teams. The Bears see, declined. on a golf trip. Uh, no, they're doing free agent stuff, I guess. Uh, I don't think he's on a golf trip. Maybe they want. Isn't that what Ryan Poles is doing? Isn't Ryan Poles and his staff? Isn't that what they're doing? Well, is it weird that the coordinators would do that, or is it usually? I thought that I thought the teams were normally comprised of like the coordinators and some of the position coaches. A couple of the position coaches are going with him, right? Um, I think two of the Bears position coaches. Hopefully the offensive line and the defensive line coaches because they need to find a lot of those. <laughs> they do need to find a lot of them. When you watch this weekend's worth of football, it is evident, isn't it, that they need to find a lot of those. When you're as bad as any team in the league, from you know metrically, when your O lines as bad as when, any team when, in the league, yeah. protecting your quarterback, and then when you're as bad and inept yeah. at getting to the quarterback, you can't get to the rough.
0: quarterback. You can't protect the quarterback. You've got a problem. Yeah, it's rough. It's it's like uh, having a cracked foundation. Hey, we're going to build this up a little bit higher. Oh, can't do it because the foundation is cracked. Can't add fancy. Uh, you can't add fancy gargoyles up yeah. on top if the foundation can't handle it.
1: Is Aaron Rodgers going to be out of the division in 2023? I mean, it seems almost preposterous, but the buzz continues, and there was a new report over the weekend that we want to talk about. We'll play it for you coming up next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Carmen and York, good kids back. Happy Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. Championship Sunday is set. I think we've got a couple of great games. Four outstanding teams. I think the four best left in the NFL. Well, four of the six, you know. Four
0: of the six. And I think these are the They're four, here. man. I love They're it. They're
1: here. They're here. In the, I mean, think. I wish, Again, we can, we're going to say it all week. You wish Mahomes didn't get dinged up. But, like, Mahomes and Burrow and Hurts. Can't quite say the same for Purdy. He's been a great story, but just their offense in general. But we got star power at quarterback, York, and they're young. You know, they're they're all under thirty. You know, we we talked about this last week. You were gone, Connor, and I were discussing it Friday. It's like it was the first time since nineteen seventy that you had all the quarterbacks remaining on. The second weekend uh, under the age of 30. I mean, it's just it's the future of the league on display. It's a great thing to see so that we and and I guess there's a little chance that Jimmy G's back. I don't know. I don't know if how that's going to work this week. It'll be an interesting story maybe to follow. Well,
0: well let San Francisco figure it out. I wouldn't change a thing. Probably not. I, although I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go and become a starter in this league next year. Uh, he'll have his choice of where he might like to go. Yeah. So, free agency will dictate to him what he should or what he shouldn't, you know, well, where he's going to be. And then, you know, hopefully they don't go and clip him in the knees and draft first rounder and draft quarterback in the first oh, round. Oh, like the other team? That that could, that, yeah, that could happen to you, too. So, you always got to be somewhat cautious. But he's not my Glennon signing with somebody. No. Where you know you've got to go ahead and get one. No. I would play Purdy. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Yeah? And I love Garoppolo. Wow, okay? you wouldn't even think twice because, about it, huh? Because of the win streak. You don't go messing with the win streak. Whatever he's doing, he's doing it well enough, even though he looked poor.
1: He did not play in great In this yesterday. game, he
0: did not look great. He looked poor. And if you rank the performances of all eight quarterbacks in this uh, last week, I'd be uh, interested to see who you got at the top and who you'd have at the bottom. We'll do that in the upcoming hour. Week? We're going to oh, do it later in oh, the hour later Do it, later you do it at 1 o'clock? I think we can't do it, like, too late in the week because we're going
1: to be previewing everything else. I have another quarterback exercise for us, for the four of us. All right, guys, this week? I love quarterback exercise. You know, there's exercises. an off-season quarterback exercise for this week I want to do with you guys. We'll, we'll, well, maybe we'll do that tomorrow. But we're kind of just reacting. I want to play this Adam Schefter um, thing real quick, though. Before I play that, this is from uh, Saturday. I'm going to play it. It's about Rogers York. But I want to uh, announce again that this Friday is going to be our first remote of the year. We look forward to that. Waddle and Sylvia were out for the first time last Friday. We're hitting the road for football Friday this week to get everybody set for championship Sunday. And, York, do you remember where we're going? One of our favorites this Friday. 93 octane. Yeah, we're
0: going out to uh, St. Charles.
1: We're going to St. Charles and the Pride stores. Ooh, ah, St. Charles. Uh, we did a single barrel pick uh, with Whistlepig and the Pride stores and a couple of listeners back in the late summer, early fall of 2022. Those bottles are finally in. That single barrel is in. It has been bottled, and you can buy it for the first time at the Pride store locations, at select locations, this Friday. If you come by and see us, I do believe they're going to be selling the bottles uh, uh, at a $10 discount. So you get a little bit of discount if you buy it at a different Pride store, if you just come by and get one of our single barrel picks. But listen to this. This is the really crazy thing. I was like stunned when I heard this. Uh, as an added bonus, folks, the Pride stores will be raffling off a bottle of, are you ready? Whistle Pig Boss Hog. And if you're a whiskey aficionado and you know what that is, you just went, what, 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 what? And if, you're not as familiar, I will tell you that Whistlepig Boss Hog is one of the most desirable bottles of whiskey in existence today of, you know, bourbon or rye whiskey. Uh, I think it retails for like $700. And when I tell you, you could get three times that easily on the secondary market. I'm not joking. So it truly is one of the like white whale bottles in existence, uh, and I was shocked to hear it. But. We need someone there from Standards and Practices to make sure that all the raffle <laughs> entries don't say Carmen DeFalco. Uh, I, I immediately said to Danny Lynch, uh, our RMC upstairs, I go, wait, am I eligible? Are so Black and Abdallah what's eligible? The, uh,
2: what's the, the
1: the house or the, the attorneys that hold the Oscar winners? The yeah, 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 we uh, need them to be there to make sure that all the raffle entries yeah. don't say Yur- Yurko or Carmen DeFalco. I, I honestly want to know if we are eligible. Because I would love to find a way to get, I don't know how we're going to get into this raffle. I think anybody that's there is just like, you could sign up to win. And I I literally, I almost fell out of my seat when I was told that, oh yeah, by the way, they're going to be, Pride Stores is going to raffle off a bottle of Boss Hog. I was like, wait, what? So pretty spectacular. Come by and see us and just have fun for a football Friday this Friday at the Pride Stores in St. Charles at 93 Octane Brewery. That's where we're going to be. Um, we've got some great stuff to give away, obviously, and you can buy bottles of our Whistle Pig Tenure that we pick with the Pride stores. All right, this was Schefter on Saturday, Eric. This is game day before the first game. All right, it's uh, he and Mort as they always do, doing the little insider thing, talking about quarterback carousel for the off season. But here we go. This is uh, specifically a lot of this is on Aaron Rodgers. Okay,
2: this will be the third straight off season in which Aaron Rodgers' future is the subject of much speculation. But make no mistake. Both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this offseason for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are expected to move on from certain players, which Aaron Rodgers probably will not like. The issue here will be the $110 million left on his contract and which team could afford it. But there is a real possibility that at some point this offseason, Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. Meanwhile, Tom Brady's taking his time to make a decision. No one knows exactly what he's going to do yet, but also after last offseason when word leaked about his retirement, his circle is tightened as to what he will and won't do this offseason. If he does play, there will be personal and professional considerations to take into account. Tom Brady is expected to want to play for a winning franchise if he does decide to continue moving forward. As for Derek Carr, he is expected to be traded at some point. This offseason and as usual with quarterbacks, the demand exceeds the supply. The entire NFC South is expected to be in the market for a new quarterback. The Jets, the Commanders, the Colts, the Texans—there are so many teams that need quarterbacks, which elevates the value of Carr, and that is why, at some point this offseason, earlier rather than later, he is expected to be traded.
1: I'm telling you, it's going to be a big focus of a lot of the things that we discuss in terms of how it relates to the Bears this offseason with the, the valuable commodity that they do have, and is it diminished at all with uh, the changing landscape of uh, you know the the, the quarterback picture? Uh, going into the offseason. But the Rodgers thing to me is still somewhat interesting because Yurko and I have talked about this. I, we just are finding it hard to believe that the Packers could trade him and carry $99 million worth of dead money on their salary cap for 2023. Now you could say, well, guys, the Bears carried like over $100 million. That's true. but It was spread out amongst a number of players, and the Bears won three games. Yeah, like You don't want to be the Bears. I, I, I just I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding how it could at all be financially possible for the Packers to simply, because of one player, who happens to be their best player, say, we're going to trade him. And it's $99 million towards what about 44% of our salary cap down the drain on one player. I don't see how it's possible. But these reports keep happening, Eric.
0: Well, same thing with Brady. Brady's got a thirty-five million dollars dead cap number for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought Brady was finally a free agent. That's not true. No, he's got thirty-five I a dead cap a that deal. has to come. Mm. Yeah, it's it's there. Maybe because like when they
1: reworked it after that first year, you're I'm looking. Or yeah,
0: they've got all types of different things happening out there, but it's still called a. Uh, it's still got a dead cap out there. Yeah, I don't think you can unless you and I are totally off on this thing. Right, like, are we not understanding the dead money? Uh, If we are totally off on this, but we've understood all the dead money everywhere, you know, at this point in time. We've understood everything. So we're uh, under the assumption that it's still the same, where if you trade away the guy, the dead cap has to be accounted. It all accelerates into that year. Just like Clomac, you know, last year. Like Roquan Smith.
1: Sure, and that was, yeah, and that was small, small. It was tiny, but it was still there. Yeah, yeah, I just don't understand how he could play anywhere other than Green Bay. Yep. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. It, it, the sooner Aaron Rodgers is out of the division, the better. The Bears are probably not going to be uber-competitive next year. I mean, if all goes right, maybe. But I think well, if, they, if they do do this right in the coming years... They're going to get better, and he's probably going to. He's getting close, to whether we like it or not, to aging himself out anyway. I mean, the guy's going to so, be forty years old, right. but. So, Karim, the same so Tom way. Brady is still a free agent. Sorry, Yerko. He Go is ahead. a free agent. He is a free agent, but, but if he chooses to leave Tampa, either by signing with a different team or retiring, he'll still figure into the franchise's twenty twenty three payroll. Thank you. because of his intricately composed contract, whatever, whatever. They reworked it after the first they year. They reworked or it, yeah. Okay, and the All number right. is thirty five million. They three void years mm. to give him a signing bonus of twenty million dollars and a roster bonus of $20 million. Wow. So there would be the cap hit so for he, next year, but he is a free agent. Wow. So Tampa's going to so carry a hit. He's free too. to go, but they've got a hit no matter what. That sucks. But it's not $99 million either. No, it's, it's thirty five. But just, I don't know. And, and like like Jericho said, unless we're way off on it, I, I just don't know how a team could operate in a year... Unless they plan to pull the Bears and just bottom out and try to draft Caleb Williams, I guess that's a possibility. Like, could Green Bay No, be... and to get back to the Bears, okay, you just, you, you know,
0: that's fine. But you mentioned the Bears. Okay. Yeah. What, what do I expect? I expect Jacksonville. They had what? Three wins? Two wins?
1: Uh, th- uh, Detroit. Three, right? I
0: expect Detroit. Yeah. What did Detroit do? They had how many wins uh, last they year? They had the year three before? Or four, I And what they yeah. have this year? Nine. Okay. You expect something like that. I don't expect this team to come back next year and win three
1: games. Yeah, Jacksonville went three and fourteen last year. Okay. One and fifteen the year before that. Okay, understand that. I don't expect the Bears to just win three games either. Right. If that's the case, that's a problem. You, you expect them to get
0: back into the seven, eight, nine? You, you we're getting better. We're getting better. Yeah. That's what you're looking
1: to do. Yeah. You're looking to get better. That's what you want. Three one two three three two ESPN. That's the number. Ring us up. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back.
2: You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the
0: podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
1: Uh, does anybody know what the Cowboys were doing on the final play? Uh, I think they were trying to set up.
0: And not much of a surprise, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott got blown up. So he was supposed to snap the ball and then be the, and be the, the pitch, pitch guy, catch the pitch. Yes.
2: Final play. It looks like barring a penalty, Prescott over the middle of the turf gets smoked right away, and that'll do it. The 49ers, back to the championship game.
1: It was so Dallas. I mean, it. It seemed like it that's had why a zero you ask yourself, what, you know, what the hell's working. McCarthy doing, and what the hell's
0: Ezekiel Elliott doing? Do you not think the guy that's going to stand over you is not, is just going to do nothing? At what point? I mean, it almost looked like they'd given up. You saw the guys on the side running. uh, You know, the linemen. They had three linemen off to the right side. Yes. And they're just kind of jogging down there. They knew it was a fiasco. They knew it was over. They knew it was a done deal.
1: I mean, it was so bizarre. Uh, Dalton Schultz, too. Like, what? what, He cost them twice. Yeah. By not... Uh, who Olsen, I thought Olson did a good job of explaining. You've got to be carrying your momentum forward for the clock to stop. Right. For it to stop. You can't be going out and getting pushed back a little bit. That, right. And and Olson did a nice job explaining yeah. that. And that and Schultz just and then and then in the catch, like well, that wasn't a catch, obviously. So nonchalant, like to not be sure that your feet are down. I mean bad. Right. right. Oh yeah. Right, Yurk? Yeah, that was bad. I'm not (laughs) kidding, right? I mean
0: like is that's a bad look like did he think his right foot was down and then it went you know, he thought both were there and then he just pivoted off the left foot, went out of bounds. But stepped out of bounds and never established both feet in Never inbounds. established both uh, feet in. Yeah, you, you, you get a tap in. You, do, you, know, you always get a tap. You're always practicing that on the sideline. I'm telling you, when you watch practice, you watch that happen all the time. Make sure the toes are in. Make sure you double tap. Make sure you
1: drag it's, the foot. It's stuff like that that's got to drive you crazy if you're a Dallas fan and you yeah. hear that Mike McCarthy has come back. Remember last year when they lost to the Niners as a home favorite? They committed 14 penalties. 14 at home as a favorite. Last year in a playoff game against the 49ers. 14. You know, then yesterday, they they, they were slow getting the punt team on, and they wasted a bunch of time. Uh, this stuff, they, I don't know. Just the whole thing. The play at the end seemed bizarre. Like it had – I mean, you were 65 yards away from me. I don't know. It just There's seemed like you never con, had a shot of working. There was no belief in the play. None. There was no
0: belief in the play. They didn't believe. They, they went up to run it, and there was no belief. You know, when the Miami Dolphins run the hitch and pitch – where they throw it to the tight end, the tight end flips it back to uh, to, to Tony Nathan, and Tony Nathan goes turning up the field. I mean, you got to have belief in that play. you got to believe it's going to work. Anytime you run a trick play, you've got to believe this is the place, this is the time. This is where it's going to happen. Mm. So either you do or you don't. When they ran the Philly special, oh, you did, believe they,
1: it, did they yeah. do it nonchalantly no, or did they, they
0: run it. it with the belief it was going to work?
1: Ran it with conviction. Uh, they definitely did. So the the whole thing yesterday for Dallas, it's got to leave you feeling like – and, you know, like, Dak, we'll, after one we'll rank our quarterback performances from the weekend, York. And Dak's a good quarterback. I, I mean, if, as a Bears fan, my God, if Dak Prescott were, were – like if Justin Fields were Dak Prescott, what, how would we react? Oh, well, you'd be feeling a whole lot better because he's more of an accomplished passer, absolutely. The, at, at the same time when you watch Dak Prescott and you watch the Cowboys – I mean, do you really like, is Dak Prescott winning, ripping off four wins in a playoff run some year or three years in a playoff win and winning the Super Bowl? Well, that's I
0: don't same know. thing you asked me about Matt
1: Stafford last year. That's true. And the answer was yes. And the answer was yes. 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 I didn't think Stafford could yeah. do it. Boy, if Jekwizki, well how, I can't say Jaquizqui Tart's name very easily. Jaquiski. Jaquizqui. Jaquizki Tart. If he can just hold on to, but he didn't. He dropped it, and the Rams won the game. Jimmy G was going back to another Super Bowl last year. Yeah. If Tart can just hold on to a ball fluttering in the air for a million, yeah, just hold on. Just it's a little punt. It just it hits you in the hands. Just hold on to it, and the game is won. Well,
0: I mean, the quarterback situations in
1: two places will be interesting. But like Dak, I don't know, man. I guess I'd kill if Dak were as good as, I mean, if Justin Fields turned out to be as good as Dak. And at the same time, I watched Dak Prescott. I'm like, I don't know. And you want more? I don't know if he's ever going to win. Well, because you watch Burrow and you're like, okay. You watch Mahomes and you're like, okay. I mean, even the way Hurts is playing right now. And obviously Dak's a little bit more, not a little bit. I mean, Dak's done it longer than Jalen Hurts and he's more accomplished. But you feel better watching Jalen Hurts, don't you? Like, I feel like, like I sure got more of do. a shot yeah. with Jalen Hurts than I do with Dak Prescott. Am I crazy? I always say
0: switch to quarterbacks. And see? Switch to quarterbacks, what would happen? Jalen Hurts goes down to
1: Dallas, what happens? It's
0: interesting. And send Dak Prescott to Philadelphia and what happens? Interesting. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I'm trying I'm running through my in my I mean Dak Prescott throwing the ball to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. But he's got CD like, good gutsy performance by I'd CD Lamb. I'd say their tight ends too. are
0: similar. I'd CD say are Lamb too. is
1: pretty damn good. Then after CD Lamb, where do you go? I mean, Miles Sanders is good, obviously. I think they've got comparable weapons. I mean, the Eagles probably have a little bit more depth in terms of, like, the explosive playmakers well, they have. When they
0: lost Tony Pollard, that hurt, too. Totally. Yeah. Minute and minute Tony
1: Pollard got hurt, it changes never a lot.
0: i like sweep seen the, the, the body sweep into the legs because it traps the ankles. Yep. Tony Powell didn't hurt one ankle. Here both ankles. He broke his fibula, right? Did yeah. you see it? Yeah. Both of them. The right yeah. fibula ended up broken or the left one? I believe his right. Yeah. I think his right fibula. Well, the right one was the one that got hit second, well, not first. Well,
1: let me check then. But, but if he did have a broken leg. Yeah. yeah. And I think kind of like, he couldn't even get up. He was crawling wow. around. That sucked. Eddie's on the north side on ESPN 1000. Hey, Eddie. Hey, boys.
2: How you doing? Good, man. So, Good. Good, Eddie. Uh, Courtney Cronin said Joe Burrow was not even in her top Five QBs, and she had Justin Fields ahead of them. On what that list? That is what, unbelievable. What list? What list? Uh, the top quarterbacks in the league.
1: No, come on, oh, that, that can't, can't be. She, that can't she did be right. on
2: Waddle and Sylvie, and the, I know Sylvia's like, "Are you kidding me?" And she goes, "No, I'm hundred uh, uh, percent. That's what I believe."
1: Mm, oh, that's oh, surprising.
2: That's like, oh my god! Hey, hey, boys, but how about this? Uh, did you see the interview for Bristol after the game? Of who? Uh, of, see, Purdy, the last pick in
1: the you draft. Know, Eddie, someone having Your phone stinks all, all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know what he was saying. Some of so his takes. Stay <laughs> uh, so be nice. Uh, what was he saying? Purdy, something Purdy said afterwards. I don't know. I did not see Purdy post game uh, after. Neither did I. The Niner game is over. Uh, there's no, and there's no way Justin Fields is better than Joe Burrow. There's just no way. Um, I don't know, maybe there were like some caveats or something on there. I'm yeah,
0: you'd sure have to that. find out what kind of list it was. Uh, like I'm saying I'm not exaggerating
1: here. I don't even think this this is Burroughs elevated himself into the true elite. Um that's obvious and evident. He's great. Three one two, three three two, three seven, seven, six is the number. Uh we'll rank our uh, eight quarterback performances from the weekend coming up. And if you want to join us to talk about The final four, if you think that this is like the perfect scenario, are these the four best teams left? Um, And just thoughts from Divisional Weekend, uh, we're here talking football with you. It's Carmen and York. we're back in two.